So trusts are good to talk about because if you've ever tried to delve into self-research on the topic, you'll see very quickly why expertise is important. Um, and that's because trust is a very, very broad word. Um, trust can cover anything from, hey, uh, I'm, I'm going to give you this $10 cash, give it back to me in like five years. That would technically be a, a, a trust all the way through something as complex as some, um, a federal estate completed gift trust or what we use most commonly, an asset protection or, or an irrevocable grant torch trust. So if you have ever found yourself looking into that or interested by a particular type of trust or, you, or you've heard maybe um, from one of our seminars or from a friend say that there's a particular type of trust that worked for them, um, it's good to always talk to a professional about them to see what might work best for you because there are certain types of trust that may work very well for you. Um, and there are some that might be unnecessary for your circumstances. Um, it's very much an individualized practice, but um, without, so without getting into too much of the weeds, because um, even, it, even though we it, do have wine, you don't want to sit here all night and hear me talk about this, but. Um, Why well, is it true, Landon, like trusts um, aren't just for people that have a lot of wealth, right? I mean. Oh, absolutely not. So, I mean, trust can be for anybody with anything worth protecting. Um, you know, it's certainly true that there are types of trust that really only make sense for very high net worth individuals. Um, and that's getting into federal estate tax, or you might hear it in, in political circles called the death tax, which is more of a scare tactic because it only affects people who are worth over 11.58 million right now. Um, but just because you're, you may not be in that net worth bracket does not mean that the idea of a trust altogether isn't going to work for you. Um, because the type of trust that we do most commonly, and, and Kristen uh, works with this all the time, and, and she mentioned it briefly in talking about financial powers of attorney, is um, what we call a protector trust, or um, which that's, that's a word that really our office used to, uses to identify them. What they really are is a revocable, um, a, it's an irrevocable grantor trust meaning that it's irrevocable and that you can't get rid of it uh, by just snapping your fingers. And it's grantor, meaning that any income that's generated in there is still taxed at your personal tax rate. Um, and that's important because for other types of trusts that aren't, the trust income tax rate is very high. Um, so if you can be taxed at your individual rate, that's, that's better. But um, so these types of trusts work for any, like, like I said, for anyone with, assets that they that they deem are worth protecting because as Kristen mentioned uh, in the when talking about powers of attorney um it's one of most families largest asset is their home and so any homeowner could benefit from a type of trust like this because um a, because the trust can own a home it can own any type of asset really and this particular type of trust, so the irrevocable grantor trust, separates the asset from you to the point that on, on paper or in, in, for all practical purposes, it is, it, the asset belongs to the trust, not in your name. So when we talk about what's available to pay for nursing home care or what is your total countable assets for Medicaid purposes, if you were to get sick, Things that are owned by this trust would not be considered in part of that calculation. 
And so in that context, you can see how it would benefit people of all of, of all asset makeups um, and then how it could work for, for all different types of people. 